see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboy fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. And here we are. Yep, we are live with Sunday Fun Day, and it is, after all, Super Bowl Sunday, so Joel's happy. Yes, it's because, well, the Bengals are in it. For the first time since I was four. And whenever you were four, it was back in the Stone Age, so, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. And, I'm, I, you know, we are on the sports network, and... Uh, <laughs> I just thought they were going to get some get a lot of viewers today. And uh, let's face it, know, I mean, you, the, the regulars are going to show up. Everybody seems to be doing the Super Bowl thing, which is exactly what I'm going to do as soon as we're over with this. And let's face it, I mean, your your next door neighbor was Fred Flintstone. So, I mean, anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so how was it knowing Bill Cosby there? Wow, really? I actually watched that. Dude, I actually watched that on uh, Hulu. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of messed up. <laughs> oh, it's funny, I love that. I love Pat Albert. No, I watched there the Cosby. It. No, I watched the Cosby documentary. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. not watched the Cosby documentary. Don't care to watch the Cosby documentary. I was talking about the fact that, this, oh. that when you call me the 8,500 times a day you do, all I hear is, hey, oh, did you, uh, did you know that they're making like the whole Bill Cosby story into a horror into a horror movie now, like a B horror movie? <laughs> Man, okay, it, yeah. Well, it would have to be a B horror movie. I mean, right. Anyways, let's talk wrestling. boobs. Okay, Bill Rosby, calm down. <laughs> let's talk wrestling. So, the Elimination Chamber is coming up. Yep, Saudi uh, Arabia. On the 19th, and we have how many women's matches? Three? I believe three, but if you put the grand total of women, it's like uh, 10? 12. 12? Okay, so yeah. Yeah, one's a tag, well, I guess one's a tag match, the Elimination Chamber, and, uh, and then the singles. Yeah. Well, the reason why it's 12 is because they still haven't announced the uh, last person in the chamber, which I think it might be Bailey. Yeah, I'm thinking Bailey. Well, Bailey was rumored to come back at the Royal Rumble, and she hasn't. So I'm thinking she'd be coming back at any time. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to come right out and say it. I was, I was shocked to hear that many women's matches coming from Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, normally they. I think last year, I think I think last year at Crown Jewel they have like two, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they had a title match, and then they had the uh, uh, Queen of the Green tournament. Yeah, and the year before that they had two, but this is the first time that that they've actually had three. So. Yeah, and the amount I always because if I'm not. I'm trying to remember what because they when they first started this stuff with Saudi Arabia, they had different rules. Um they were trying to have and, one on they were trying to have one on the very first Crown Jewel show, but they wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Uh let's face it, Saudi Arabia has got its its head up where the sun don't shine when it comes to women. Yeah. In anything. I yeah. mean, I remember the first Crown Jewel airing and them bragging that women are allowed to drive now. And I'm like, wow, it's like, you know, 2016 and women can finally drive cars. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you got to look at also the time frame and where they're at. I mean, to them, that's progression. Yeah. To them, that's progression. But then again, you know, they still stone people. So, and do other things that we're not going to talk about because I'm not, I'm not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia just to hang out and have some uh, have some strange meat that has somehow subtitiously showed up. And hello, Scott. Anyways, <laughs> so the Elimination Chamber is coming up. Um, we have Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against uh, who's in it? Uh, I think it's AJ. Brock Lesnar. Uh, um Brock Lesnar, Brock Bobby Lesnar, Lashley, Styles, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, uh, and Riddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's face it. Yeah. And let's and let's face it. Brock's walking out with that. Right. I, honest, I absolutely one hundred percent believe that. I believe that they are going. It is going to be. Uh, it is going to be a uh, oh, but a Brock Lesnar coming out with it, and also um, on February, on actually the same day as the Elimination Chamber, over on the Impact side of things, we are going to have no surrender. Well, you know, I think one of the things that's going to real as always hurts any of the stuff from Saudi Arabia is the fact it's happening in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, it happens. At 12 o'clock, yeah. Yeah. But. You know, but sorry, folks, this is live and, well, things go, things happen. And, uh, but like I said, it always hurts to me, at least. It always hurts the, uh, always hurts it coming in at the middle of the afternoon. I mean, let's, let's just face it. Uh, Saturday afternoon. I don't think a lot of people are going to be wanting to sit at home and watch this pay-per-view, especially not with it being uh, something that's on demand after yeah. the fact. Yeah, that would definitely help it. Um, anyways, uh, on the Impact side, we have No Surrender, and we have Honor No More versus Team Impact. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean to... And it seems like I'm always... You know, just talking down about other play, other groups. But the simple fact of it is, 
I have no clue who's on Team Impact. I have no clue who's in Honor No More or Honor whatever. It's Honor No More, and it's basically a lot of Ring of Honor guys that didn't get re-signed. Right. And I just, like I said, I just don't know where it's going from there or what's going to be happening. Well, basically, the stipulation is if Team Impact wins, then Honor No More goes away. If Honor No More wins, Honor No More stays in Impact. So Honor No More is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we have the Gorillas of Destiny versus <laughs> the Good Brothers. Well, that actually might not be bad. I think that's going to that could for be a the, good match. For the Impact World Tag Team titles. Yeah, so I like I said, I think that would be good. Uh, I think this I think, you know, it's gonna be a good weekend of wrestling because I I mean there's a lot of I think there's gonna be some good matches in the elimination chamber. Oh yeah, there uh, is. I don't really I think Ronda Rousey's going to have a match there. Yeah, she's uh, going to be in a, in a tag know, her match. first time. Which that's actually something we could we we kind of or I want to kind of kind of touch on here is there's a lot of rumors going around right now about Ronda Rousey since her return. The mm-hmm. number one rumor is that the WWE sent her a ring and a trainer so she would get better in the ring. Yeah, I. I'm sorry. I don't think Ronda needed a whole lot of training. I mean, no, let's face it, well, her basic her her MMA style was wrestling. She's a judo champion. Yeah, but to take that, hey Joshua, to take that into the wrestling world, um, has to be a little bit hard. Right. I mean, it has. There is going to be some growing pains, but I still think that, you know, in the long run, the basic holds, throws, that kind of stuff, that's wrestling. Yeah. So she didn't need, so I, I don't think they're making, I think, I think more of anything, if they sent her a ring in this, in this stuff, it was to get her back into ring shape or yes. to help her get back into well, ring I mean, shape. Well, I mean, they did the, I mean, they, they did the same thing for Edge. Right. Rather than being like a, a training method where they need help. And by the way, Joshua, love the icon and we we gonna have we, we we've already had our discussion of the Bengals. This 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 guy is gonna watch it for the halftime show and the commercials. But no, we're, we're gonna I'll be there watching the Bengals win the Super Bowl tonight too. Oh actually anyway. I said uh, actually I said I'm gonna watch the real Super Bowl WrestleMania thirteen. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. But when you, uh, you know, the other one with Rhonda is that everyone's saying she's already pissed off and ready to leave. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I really don't think she would have come back and be mad enough to leave in less than a week. Yeah, no. I mean, we're talking like Royal Rumble night. They actually are putting stuff out saying how she's upset at the company. She's bitter about the return. The girls in the locker room don't like her. And they the only thing I do see that they, they did talk about is they want her to be the face. Yeah. 
and her promos are coming off too heelish. Yeah. And I agree with that. Rhonda's got to work on that. Yeah. But well, Rhonda has to work on a lot of stuff. Rhonda has to work on a lot of stuff when it comes to promos. Let's face it. She's not really good at that. And I I can kind of understand that. I kind of see that, but the simple fact of it is you got to realize that, like I said, she isn't in you've got to realize her main her main area is from a sport that doesn't have good and bad people depending on how they feel about them at the moment. Yeah. She comes from a legitimate combat sport. So she's not used to talking nice one time and bad another. She's used to being yeah. a badass all the time. I mean, so exactly she could kind of she she could kind of have like a stone cold as character, but you really can't do that because of Becky Lynch because she kind of had that. She kind of had that, and it didn't fit her. I mean, I will give credit. I thought the the original man run was good, but it's it's led it, it it's it's ran its course. It's done. Do you actually know why they dropped the man? Because of a lawsuit from Ric Flair. Yeah. While her and Charlotte were friends, he let her use it. As soon as her and Charlotte weren't friends anymore, he told her no. Mm-hmm. Which I'll be the first to say it's a little petty. But, I mean, for well, hell, Rick's gimmick. Rick has spent over 30 years building that gimmick and being called the man. So, Right. What are you really going to do about it? That's what I said. You know, I th- like I said, I thought it was a little petty that, you know, it was like, as long as you're friends with my daughter, you know, as long as you're going to come and play with Charlotte, then you can have the nickname. But now you can't. Yeah. I, I well, thought that was, but like I said, it's well, his gimmick, uh, so. well, and for those of you who are wondering how Ric Flair is doing, he's divorced again. I thought he just got married. He did. And they just got divorced. Damn. What was he married? Like two weeks? He got married to her in December of last year and got divorced in January. So Ric Flair marries his new wife in December and divorced in January. And last I saw, he was hanging out with Hogan, singing, uh, doing karaoke. Yep. So he's going through his fourth divorce. Fourth. Big four right there. You figure at some point he's just gonna say, you know, what? Nah, nah, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> well, you know who he was married to. Mm-mm. Remember the remember the maid that he had on the flare for the golden WCW. Oh yeah, that's who he was married to. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he he drug he he drug back into the archives for that one, didn't he? <laughs> That's who he was married to, and they get a divorce. Like literally, I think they filed for a divorce last week or something like that. Some I don't know. I just read about it, and I'm like, Rick needs to stop. <laughs> so I guess that wasn't her on the train. No. Where he went, woo woo. No, that was somebody else, and someone else was getting the hell. Someone else was getting the helicopter that day. Well, the helicopter was. Uh, the helicopter was in its its hangar. <laughs> anyway, he was spit polishing. <laughs> uh, 
Two guys, two guys in a wrestling podcast does not endorse that at all. <laughs> I bet not. At least not in public. Um, yeah, anyways. Not on the train. If you're going to spit polish anyone, do it at home. Yeah, and for those of you who are wondering what we endorse, we endorse Jello. <laughs> and yes, Bengals are going to be win- the Super Bowl champions tonight. I just- all right, anyway. No, Thanks. wait, I got to stop saying that because the past two weeks or the past two games that they had, I didn't give them any credit to win. I thought that I didn't think they were going to get past Tennessee at Tennessee. I didn't think they were going to get past Kansas City at Kansas City. They won both of them, so the Bengals are going to lose at Los Angeles. That way my streak will be completed being wrong, and the Bengals <laughs> will be the champions. So, All right, so back to wrestling, navigating away from the Super Bowl. Um We have a new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion in Matt Cardona. He is Broski Five Belts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the sad thing is? He's doing the belt collector gimmick better than Kenny Omega did. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're really not. Let's see. He's the internet champion. He's the impact digital media champion. He's the absolute intense champion. He's got two of those titles. I forgot which one the which ones he held. Um, he's uh, NWA champion, and he is going again for the GCW title. Right. So I mean, it, it like I said, he's doing the belt collector gimmick. He's got belts from all over different companies, and he's doing it better than Omega did because he's actually. He's actually doing stuff with the belts. Oh, isn't he? And isn't he ECW uh, TV champion? Oh, he trashed the belt. He trashed it. Oh, he trashed the ECW television champion belt. He pulled a Medusa. Yeah, he pulled a. He pulled a Deucey. Yeah. Um, I still cannot believe that someone went on Wikipedia and actually changed it to where Matt Cardona was the last ECW TV champion of record. <laughs> I mean that but see that's the stuff that right there that's what's making it so good. Yeah. You know, when Omega was doing the belt collector gimmick, all he did was walk around with belts. Yeah. You know, he buried the entire impact uh roster, everybody. He I mean, buried AEW had a close came in a close second. Then now you look at Cardona. First off, Cardona <laughs> was the biggest troll and heel in prof- possibly professional wrestling history. Because when he when he first shows up at GCW and says, I'm going to win your title, and I'm going to Disneyland and have my picture taken with your title in front of the Magic Kingdom, all those fans hated him. And what was the first thing he did when he won that title? Well, first he cleaned it. <laughs> first he cleaned it, right. First he cleaned it <laughs> and himself because he was bloody as hell. But he did go to Disneyland and have his picture taken in front of the Magic Kingdom with the. Title. I mean, because let's face it, there was hated him. There was no telling what was on that championship before Matt Cardona got it. He didn't want to page. Oh my god! Did Paige hold it? If Paige held it, there was a lot of stuff on that belt. <laughs> yeah, I had to get that in. Just sorry. Oh, of course you did. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you can look it up. <laughs> dun dun. dun, dun. Do the Pornhub song here. I don't even know what the Pornhub song is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the one they put in all the videos about Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyways. Uh, 
Yeah. So Matt, um, Car- so Matt so yeah, Cardona if, if Paige is the new. If Paige did have that title at one time. It needs to be massively disinfected. We see oh, what she yeah. likes to do with with titles. Oh yeah, Matt Cardona did clean that belt. Like he literally disinfected that championship. Actually, oh, you got a good do- point with that one. Nelson Mania popped out a good point. He said it doesn't what? need to be disinfected. It needs to be burned and another one made. Well, here's the thing. I was just gonna say. He made the GCW Universal Championship that was a spinner. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. He's he's just he's great at this stuff. He really is. I'm not I mean, gonna lie. I saw that belt on eBay this morning and I'm like, maybe. <laughs> you saw that belt on eBay this morning, and like, damn, is Mav actually selling it? Because I mean, like, let's face it, it's a GCW belt, it's not really worth all that much. No, it's not, but just the fact that it spins and it's purple, and I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> um, anyways. Um, and also let's not let's let's not forget the biggest news of all, the fact that me and you did commentary for TCW episode three. That's right. We are working on uh the next episode. Uh but like I've been telling everyone, and it is actually here. My aunt goes in for heart surgery tomorrow, and my mind's been a million miles away. So uh, I've not done as much of it as I should have. But so Joe, might, so so Joe might not be here on Sunday. I do have yeah. someone that will be here, or Wednesday, or Wednesday. I do have someone that will be here, and that would be Brandon. He will be here from TCW. We were talking about everything TCW <laughs> and all that fun stuff. Um. That was nice. But I know, sorry. Damn. Sprite, man. <clears throat> Anyways. So we did commentary for TCW Wrestling Episode 3 is on AIM Country Music Television right now. You can go hear these voices giving you the play by play. Actually, I'm not gonna and lie. You can safely go to Ferguson, Kentucky without catching anything. Yeah. Because you just lie. watch it on TV. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was actually really good. Yeah, great event. It was it was a lot of fun. Of course, that um, main event was something to see. It was a oh, yeah. town drag out. That I main mean, event I'm, was that main event was a main event that the that the good people of Ferguson, Kentucky, will tell their grandkids about. And did we ever get an update on the uh, on uh, uh, oh crap, what was his name? Blackjack Morgan. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, we did not get an update uh, on what was going on with Blackjack Morgan, nor did we get an update on what's going on with Blue Collar James Caney. So, stay tuned uh, to TC. He, he at least walked out under his own power, you know. Yeah. Blackjack had to get assistance from the ring. Uh, he was out cold. Yeah, so, so stay tuned to TC. A, a very... uh, stay tuned to TCWWrestling.com for all your latest information on that. And while you're at TCWWrestling.com, go ahead and buy you a great TCW Wrestling t-shirt, maybe a championship belt. Who knows? Um, so but, there's that. But, but we had almost forgotten. There is a very important day tomorrow. I mean, today with the Super Bowl, very important, but there's an even more important day tomorrow. And if you are sitting there thinking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and realize, oh, crap, I'm sleeping on the couch, you can always run to where can they find 
the great uh morbid magic emporium for all your latest that's right two guys uh, in a wrestling podcast show, merchandise yeah. show that special someone you actually love them and and didn't think of this at the last minute to run out and grab you, you know, can get ain't nobody gonna be taking no damn gas station flowers yeah you can get a put a stick in a snickers and say here you go babe it's chocolate no you yeah. got to get you got to break out the money yeah, and you can get a two guys hat, two guys shirt, a two guys hoodie, or the world famous two guys in a wrestling podcast water bottle. Or for that matter, you can get anything you want at Morbid Magic Emporium. Just tell them that two guys sent you. Um, and, and not the two guys that hang out at the corner and sell crack. Yeah, not those guys. Those guys, those guys actually move corners. Oh, that's good. You know, tell them two guys in a wrestling podcast sent you, not two guys in a crack dealer. Not 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 two guys on the corner, right? That's a that that, that that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and before we digress any further, Michael J says, which I say hello, Michael. I forgot to give you a shout out there. But uh, this is Cardona's first legitimate belt and the biggest win of his career since leaving the WWE. I honestly wouldn't say that. Yeah, because I don't think he really... Well, he had that one, what, the 24-hour Intercontinental title run? Not No, I wouldn't say this was his his first legitimate belt. I would say the GCW title was, and he brought that belt some to, to another level. So I think, well, you know, I think that, honestly... That's actually a good... Hey, Daphne. That's actually a good question. So, did the belt make Cardona more legitimate or did cardona make the belt more legitimate because I, I mean think about it who really gave a crap about the gcw belt until he held it i think him becoming the gcw world champion is actually brought that title to a whole nother level i will say he's right the nwa is bigger than gcw but that's not saying a lot okay i'm sorry no, to that say is it. kind of like saying you're the nicest guy in prison it's it's not Honestly. the NW it's not the NWA of the eighties. Okay, he's not gonna travel around and defend the title. Okay, he, he's just not. Um, well, he should. I don't think that they do that anymore. I think the they last person that should. did that, the last person that did that was Nick Oldis, and that's because yeah. Nick Oldis wanted to. It wasn't like the company told him to. It was something he wanted to do. Um, but. The NWA is not the NWA it was. Okay, it's not that governing body of professional wrestling that it was. So, in today's landscape, I would say GCW and the NWA are on the same par. You know, I see and, and I'm tr- and I'm trying to keep myself neutral here because I'm going to be totally honest with you. When you say that to me, I I automatically want to look at you and go yeah, but Stop that's because, but because that's because of you're my memory that's, of the yeah, old NWA. That's because you're exactly. used to that old school NWA. Now right. let's now let's go back. Now let's go back to that. Would I say that then? Of course not. No, because actually at that time, the NWA was the world title. The yeah. WWE was a company belt. All the other smaller independent belts or territory belts were company belts. Yeah, the NWA was the only recognized world title. Now everybody calls theirs a world title, and 
this is where I'm going to, and I'm kind of, I'm going to, I'm kind of, I'm kind of seeing where uh, Michael's coming from with this, because the fact is, no, it is not handled the same way. No, it does not have the same prestige as it once was. But the fact is, the lineage, or the lineage, yeah. not lineage, lineage, of the NWA title, does still go back. This is the same title. That yeah, I mean, I get, I get where you're going. Hill. Harley races Hill. Yeah, I even get though that. it does not have the same prestige it once did. The fact he was never world champion. Nope. But uh, I get where you're going with that. But let me ask you a question: In that time, did those guys make the title, or did the title make them? Well, see, that's kind of the way. This is it, though, because really, it takes both. Because I mean, let's face it, look at. Matt Cardona holding the GCW championship has made that GCW title mean something. We'll see, but see right there, and that's that's exactly kind of the point. If Matt Cardona holding the title made GCW's title mean something, then it wasn't the title that helped Cardona. It was Cardona that helped the title. Exactly. Where him winning the NWA title, now he is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That title... Even though it is not in the glory of its 80, 70s and 80s heyday, it still holds prestige. Yeah. That is something for Cardona to put in. Yeah. You know, before Cardona, I can't name one GCW. I can't even tell you who the GCW champion is right now. John Moxley. Well, there you go. Right there shows how important that title is. It's... Uh, its champion is a guy on another company. Yeah. You know? So, and I, before Cardona, the only one I can name is that idiot. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Nick, Nick Gage. Gage, yeah. That's the only guy I can name that ever held that title. And I get where you, where you and Michael are coming from. The NWA title, if it was not for that belt, you would not have the titles you do today. But I'm saying if you will if you want to look at it in today's landscape, not the landscape of the 80s, today's landscape, both those companies are looked at, I'm sorry to say it, as independent companies. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. They are both looked at, they are both independent companies. I can agree with that. So this is not going off of I'm not trying to make any hard-nosed NWA fans mad at me. I'm just saying, if you look at it in today's landscape, there's only two big companies around, and that's AEW and WWE. And I honestly, I don't, I still don't call AEW a big company. They got a huge budget, but, and I don't know. <laughs> you got to look at the, I, I don't like this new Universal title. I think they should do away with it. I don't, I've never liked it. But the WWE title, We've got Hogan, the Sheik, Savage. When did the you know, when did the actual physical NWA title come into existence? Crap. I don't know why 36 is coming into my head. Are you sure it wasn't 19 are you sure it wasn't 1905? I actually agree with Michael J. Actually, I can look 
since I'm not using my phone, I can actually look that up. Are you sure it was in 1905? That's what I'm going to look at right now. Well, like I said, I, to me, no, because you're looking at the fact that because I know that the NWA title there was a there was a big dispute there for a minute on when the actual physical championship was created and originated. Yeah, because well, the one I'm looking at here right now it's saying June fourth, July. The first champion was July fourteenth, nineteen forty eight. Because because the world's heavyweight championship dates all the way back to 1905 and George Hackett, Smith, and Pat O'Connor. Right. But the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship goes back to when? It, I'm, honestly, it's looking like 48. So, the, so it goes back to 48 when the NWA was founded. All right, yeah. Let me see. I'm going to try one more thing before we. Yeah, date established July 14th, 1948. So, when the, so, so when the NWA was founded in Waterloo, Iowa, that's when the world's heavyweight title became the NWA world's heavyweight title. Right. Okay. I, I, I just keep getting confused because cause I watched that world heavyweight championship documentary on, on, data, on Peacock. And it keeps saying 1905, and I'm like, okay, the NWA title was not a, was not established in 1905, but the World Heavyweight Championship was. Was. That's what and was confusing. Know, right, and it's like I was saying, as far as the WWE titles go, I do, like I said, I do agree 100. They need to get rid of the the Universal title. I don't think it's a. I I, I think it cheapens all the titles when you keep throwing more titles into the picture. Yeah. Honestly, me and, and you talked about this. The the, the like WWE has too many titles right now as it is. <laughs> right. Uh, as Nelson Mania just pointed out, he's like, I'd get rid of the women's tag team. You're right, because who's the women's tag team champions? I would I get mean, rid of every title except for the Intercontinental, the uh, WWE Championship, one tag team championship, one right. women's championship, and that's it. And I'm going to say something that a lot of people probably are going to be shocked. Because for one, as far as prestige of titles go, the Intercontinental is one of the more prestigious titles in wrestling history. It's it's being used as a joke. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you can't really say there's no prestige behind the WWE title because you've got Hogan, the Iron Sheik, you've got Macho Man, you've got, you know... The WWE... You've got... The WWE, the WWE championship. Oh no, he did win, but he gave it right back to Ted DiBiase. The WWE championship actually was originated in 1958. Right. So and the first and and the first Martino and the first champion was actually Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Yeah, Buddy Rogers. So there's a there is prestige to go behind that title. They have cheapened it. I will give you that. They have cheapened it. They have turned it out like a two dollar hoer on Seventh Street. It mm -hmm. has been cheapened as far as it'll go. And this is the one that I'm going to say there's probably going to be a lot of people who look at me and go, what? 
I think if they want to save the Intercontinental title, there's one name that can do it. That's in the company right now. Dolph Ziggler. No. Who, Miz? The Miz. No, no, no. The Miz no, could save no. it. I don't You're care right, what actually. anybody says. You're right. The Miz can't save that Miz's, That Intercontinental title run a few years ago, the Miz did, was one, the best work of his career, hands down. And two, it made that title important. You yes. watched for what was going to happen to that title. I, Who was coming after? I wholeheartedly agree. And I am not a Miz fan. I don't like the Miz. I don't like his character. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know it's a character. So I'm not saying like Mike, you know, Mike Mazzetti or whatever. I'm not saying I don't like him because I've never met the man. I'm not going to do that. But as far as TV goes, I can't stand the Miz. Mm-hmm. I never liked the Miz. But that title run was special. That title run made that title the main title. I'm sorry. I don't care. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I remember for a fact the uh, TLC, the main event was uh, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE title. Mm-hmm. I did not care about that match because the Dolph Ziggler Miz match stole the show. Yeah. Period. It was the best match of the night. Yeah. I still think probably best match of the year. Yeah. I'd rather have Moxley have the European title of Ziggler any day. I don't care. Yeah, Ziggler, I don't he I don't like Ziggler, but the the Miz the doing Miz. his heel work with that title was pure gold. Yes. And it brought the intercontinental title to the forefront. Right. Whenever you can say you're on an event, and I'm I'm a huge Moxley fan. I've watched Moxley for years. I mean, back when he first started. I still I was watching him. I'm a huge Moxley fan. But when and so when you can say there is an event where you've got AJ Styles versus Moxley in a ladder match that the Miz outshines them. The Miz and Ziggler, two people I can't stand. I honestly I can't stand either one of them as far as watching when Dolph Ziggler showed up on NXT. Yeah, I was like I was like, oh God, I had to change the channel, you know. I mean, yeah. Dolph Ziggler was an integral part in that Intercontinental title prestige. But oh, yeah. again, that, that, that but, uh, like I said, that ladder match. But I mean, let's go. That was the best ladder match I've ever seen. Let's go back even further than that. Back in the back in the late 90s, if you were the Intercontinental champion, you were going to be the next heir apparent to become an AWE champion. Right. That was the that was the heir apparent to the world to the WWE title. Yeah, I mean, come on. You had The Rock hold it. You had Triple H hold it. You had Stone Cold hold it. Who else was Intercontinental Champion that became World Champion? That's a good question. Uh, I know Michaels held it. I think Trenton. Didn't Triple H have a run with it? I said Triple H. Okay. Austin did. The Rock Jeff did. Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Oh. Um, Edge. Edge. Yeah. Uh, Triple, yeah, H is, it, Triple H is actually a, I want to say, three or four time Intercontinental champion. That's another. Uh, actually, uh, Nelson Mania pointed out one that I'd almost forgot about WrestleMania three. Andre versus Hogan sold the show. Savage versus Steamboat stole the show. And what was that for? The Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest Intercontinental champions yeah. ever. One of the- I, actually, I think I would put him at, I mean, it was Macho Man. I'd put him at the top. I would not I mean, for not for me. 
Greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time is The Rock. Mm. Well, I mean, I can understand The Rock. I can understand him being put in that same category because it was The Rock. Yeah. But I'm not saying like Santino or Honky Tonk Man. Dirty Dogs. <laughs> right. Uh, Bobby. Roode yeah, I'm. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Dirty Dogs. Bobby Roode is. He was the longest the reigning. He was the longest reigning Intercontinental well, Champion. Right. But he Roode. was not the greatest Intercontinental Champion. Okay. And who did he lose the belt to? The Ultimate Warrior, who would become a unified champion at WrestleMania six. Right. Oh, the power of the Warriors <laughs> came together. <laughs> I need more coke. Let's keep going. You're not wrong. <laughs> wow, you went there with the strucity. <laughs> but his speech two days before he died was late. Yeah, because it wasn't a Coke at old. <laughs> that is that that actually is a good point. Without Honky Tonk Man, you wouldn't have New Age Outlaws. True. That is true. Because you had Rockabilly and the Roadie. What the heck? Why would you name someone Rockabilly? That <laughs> <laughs> was the WWE in the 90s. Vince oh, McMahon was looking at going, Enough Coke for you, Ultimate Warrior. Save some for me. You, dude, the gimmicks you had in the '90s: Isaac Yankum, Rockabilly, uh, Duke the Repo Dumpster Drozzy, yeah, Repo Duke Man, Drozzy, Repo Man. Dude, what was the? Can you imagine if Repo Man won the WWE Championship? <laughs> right. Oh, the WWE Champion. <laughs> Repo Man or Dumpster Drozzy. Yeah, Doink the Clown. I mean... Dude, Doink the Clown was played by so many people. But I was, st- I will go down right now and say it. The best person to play Doink the Clown was Matt Bourne. He pulled that character off perfectly. Mm. Dog's funniest promo. Hey, I got oh, one for you. The Toxic oh. Turtles. Oh, I because he actually, the Honky Tonk Man had uh, Billy Gunn as Rockabilly, and then oh, okay. the Road Dog was Rhodey, and that's how they first teamed up. Oh, okay, I guess. And then slowly became badass Billy Gunn and the Road Dog and the New Age yeah. Outlaws. Yeah, I got one for you: the Toxic Turtles. I do remember the Toxic Turtles, and do you? And do you also remember the fact that at the time Vince McMahon uh, pitched the team the Hunchbacks? No, that was uh, Jim Hurt. The Humpbacks. That was Jim Hurd. Jim Hurd did it where they that yeah, was going to be was, funny because you could never yeah, pin one of their shoulders. That was, hump yeah, on their back. That, that was Jim Hurd after the idea of the Ding Dongs. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Ding Dongs. I forgot about the Ding Dongs. <laughs> we should just have a show where we just talk about the worst names and tag teams ever. <laughs> yeah, bad, just bad, bad wrestling, period. You know, you could come up with some great ones there. They did that Johnson. Turtles. Ahmed Johnson was okay in the WWE, but then when he ate Ahmed Johnson and went to WCW and started talking about pie and chicken, all of his promos had food involved. 
<laughs> okay, now let's go. Now let's just navigate away from the bad and go to something that was equally as bad. Keith Lee's AEW debut. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We're we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with one more, one more, uh, one more here. What about Billy Gunn's kids' new tag name, or the one they copyrighted for? Oh no! <laughs> what, was it, what was it? Uh, Ass boys. Ass boys. <laughs> They're the ass boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I love Paul Heyman. I think he's great. Okay, anyway. I, I wouldn't give him a buck 50 if my wife depended on it. You know? <laughs> no, you know, not really. Okay, but, now let's uh, talk about. Let's as far talk as about. And promos go, he's there's second to none. He's yeah, great. Let's talk about the Bearcat in the room. Bearcat right. Lee. Big, big Bear is all elite. <laughs> and who was it he took who was it the first one he took on he took on both of the of uh private party yeah and he he dj jazzy jeff uncle phil that boy <laughs> i mean i don't even i oh my god i think and i don't want to say this for certain because i don't want to speak out of turn here but i think it was dave Meltzer that said he looked in the best shape of his life and he just recently got married too. And I looked at that man and like the best shape of his life. I saw a, a meme about it that said, "All he's been hitting is the limitless buffet." Dude, and he was asking in the Golden Corral. Dude, he looked. Dude, he hit a power bomb with one guy on the other guy in private party. Hit a power bomb with the other guy, right? He was winded from that. I mean, let's. Well, I I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I have seen some pictures, and I will admit, he does look like he has a little bit less of the pot belly than he had. But Keith's carrying more weight, and that ain't good for a guy his size. No, Keith. Take it from a fellow fat guy. That ain't yeah. good. No, Keith's been Keith's carrying some weight there. Uh, but of course, you got. Gotta look at it. I mean, he's been eating that Asian food a lot. That came out wrong, <laughs> right? And you know what they say about Asian food? You you eat it now. You eat it now, and you're hungry two hours later. He's been eating a lot of it. We're not going to go into explicit detail. That's for no, uh, that's for two guys after dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I absolutely. Cat, I can't say that. Is incredible. I can't say that. I would say there was someone better at Who? his size, Mike Awesome. No, Mike Awesome wasn't as big. He was tall, but he wasn't as big. I mean, let's face it, Andre the Giant did drop kicks. Vader. Vader. Ooh. Ah, crap. You might have a good one there. Vader. Vader, Vader or Vader Bam Bigelow? Bigelow. <laughs> but even that, I don't know if that, you know, uh, for a man, okay, going right now. Going right him, now, yes. For him. Hands down, best yeah. big man in the business. But I'm talking best big man of all time. I would have to say would probably be Vader. I mean, dude being as big as he was, pulling off a moonsault. Right. And I, Strowman, I will give you all the credit in the world. Strowman is a great attraction piece. But he doesn't have, he doesn't have the skill or mobility of Keith Lee. No, but but, but going but going back like best of all time, I think it's going to be a fight between Vader and 
Oh, uh, Bigelow. Can you imagine if those two had a match? Vader versus Bam Bam. I'm actually surprised they didn't. Well, well you got to think about it. Bam Bam was working in the dead while Vader was in Japan. Right. Oh, that's another name to throw in there. Rakishi was damn But Rakishi wasn't like, Rakishi couldn't do a moonsault. I don't know. He was Samoan. Them damn Samoans, they're all big boys, but they're good. Yokozuna. True. Yoko. <clears throat> I mean, if you, I mean, if we're, if we're really going to talk about some big man here, Bruiser well, Brody. I mean, he was a big boy. Yeah, he was big, but he was more uh, Brody Lee. Uh, I wouldn't even say like, you know, he was like six, 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 seven. He wasn't six, five, and he wasn't really the big, big man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because you look at him with this. That's why him and Abdullah the Butcher worked so good together. That and the fact they were both kind of psycho and just would chop each other up. Okay, now on pure athleticism, I would say it would be Vader, Keith Lee, Bam Bam, Mike Awesome. I I'd say top five. I'd put Awesome at five, and I would put I would probably go. And only the only reason why I wouldn't go higher with Andre, I would put Andre the Giant in it. Because once he started working for Vince Sr., Vince protected the hell out of him. Yeah. As soon as he started working for Vince Sr., it was, you don't bleed anymore. You don't come off your feet anymore. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't have, you know. So the there's another person we could Andre throw in. stuff was drastically different than the later Andre stuff. There's another person we could throw in, though. We could throw in the giant. Yeah, in the WCW days, because uh, Paul has, had the exact same ha- thing happen to him as the as Andre did. As soon as he got to the WWE, you don't do this anymore. You don't do that anymore. You don't because I mean his finishing move in WCW was a missile drop kick. Yeah, and he actually hit that on Scott Steiner. Can you imagine how Steiner felt? Oh my God! Right. And, yeah, Yokozuna was not a, no the biggest wrestler in WWE was actually Giant Gonzalez as far as height height goes. wise. Yokozuna wanted to be a thousand pounds and wrestle. At the time of his retirement, he was over six hundred. Okay, uh, there was a guy in NWA TNA named Cheeks. He was pushing six hundred. Yeah. Uh. Be also that <laughs> I don't know how much the guy weighed, but he had to be pretty good size for the creature Loch Ness in WCW too. Who is Loch Ness who again? I can't remember. I want to say it was Typhoon. No, it wasn't Typhoon. It didn't look like Typhoon. I don't even remember him. I barely like just remember him coming in for one. Okay, it, worst big man of all time, the Shockmaster. I said it. No, you can't. No, Tampa <laughs> got screwed. <laughs> I think worst big man of all time would have to go to to John Gonzalez. Oh yeah, or, or the Kali. great Kali. Or Kali. They were. I, I would though. I would put them two similar because, let's face it, neither one of them can really move. No, 
I still love the story the guy told about uh, he he has his he, his his he likes to make people break character. Yeah. And you know, Kali was not supposed to be able to speak any English. Yeah. And he was wrestling Michaels when they he was first coming in and Michaels was always like trying to help him and tell him, you know, look here, do this. And he kept telling him, like, work toward the camera, work toward the camera, work toward the camera. Well, this guy had been giving him crap the whole match. And Michaels, this is one of them where Michaels actually, and this is his second time around, of course, where he's all Christian saved and, you know, angels fly out of his ass or something. I don't know. But he's <laughs> trying to get, he's trying to get Kali to work. And so finally, and he's on the other, remember, Kali was a heel. So Michaels is uh, one of the faces. He comes over to him and he's like, camera <laughs> and so they keep on having this and finally he's trying like i said he's trying to make uh kali uh break character so he's like kali kali there are great wrestlers in the world and they say that they can wrestle a broom and have a great match you my friend are the broom <laughs> and kali looks at him and told him to shut the fuck up Dude, in perfect a, English. Dude, what about they were doing something with uh, Giant Gonzalez in WCW, and he was going against Ric Flair. Jr. had to do an interview with him. <laughs> Hold on, he's like, "You're six foot something. You're four hundred seventy five pounds. What are you going to do to Ric Flair?" He puts the mic up to him, and he's like, "Ric Flair, I kill you." <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Ric Flair, you know? And he puts it back up to him. He goes, Ric Flair, I kill you. <laughs> and you know, well, since we are talking about catastrophes, which I will give Tabitha credit, Kamala was was great. Oh, Kamala was Especially awesome. Especially the I love stuff. the character. The I love the character. The territory stuff they did was incredible. But we have Left out one good size brawler guy that Ooh. was a train wreck and a half. Tank Abbott. Oh God, no! Don't remind <laughs> me of Tank Abbott. Yeah. Oh my God, I think he's going. He got a pair of scissors and he's going to cut his beard. <laughs> when he live on television pulls a knife on a guy. What a. Yeah, we were having a little technical difficulties for Mike, and he's pros like. <laughs> and I just keep hearing ding, ding, ding. It did. I think we may have lost Mike. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm right okay, here. You're back. There you are. <laughs> I'd put your hands down, and you're going to be stuck like with the cheeseburger smile. <laughs> But no, he pulled a knife on a guy on a pay-per-view. Okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> and beat the crap out of Mark Madden. Right. And th yeah, but that was the that to me was <laughs> so funny. Because when they realize he, he pulls an actual knife on another person live on television, and they're like, you can instantly tell it's like, oh no, we're cutting the camera. And they're like, <laughs> what did he have? What it, it looked like scissors. I think he's gonna cut his beard. Yeah, right. Scissors. We all saw that, that damn knife. Yeah, he he, he, he was going he was going shank him up. <laughs> yeah, he he popped out his shiv and he's going shank him. <laughs> yeah, that was a good freeze out. I gotta admit, like I said, that was the cheeseburger smile. 
<laughs> Anyways, so what time is it? <laughs> we got about four minutes. All right. So uh, I know people were wondering what was going on with the whole Chris Harris interview. That kind of fell through. Where Joe is leaving, we're not sure exactly when he's going to be back. We are planning on having Chris Harris be on here when Joe gets back. We will let you yeah, know the sometime exact in day. March. Yeah. Uh, God willing, everything goes right. Uh, I'm going to be with my aunt for a couple of weeks, and yeah, uh, hopefully, and, like I said, everything goes good with the surgery, and I'm right back. Yep. If not, and then we two guys when we come to it. Two guys. These two guys right here going back on the road. March 11th, we are going to be at TCW in Ferguson, Kentucky. That's right. So to all the people and things that live in Ferguson. Really? You you, you did the Paul Heyman line? <laughs> I will be down there personally in my hazmat suit. And yeah. the good people are Ferguson. Are going to welcome you with open arms. They might touch you. They might give you a version of the COVID. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm staying far. Yeah, no touching. The Rona ain't going to get me. Plus, they got. <laughs> they probably got a few other gonorrhoeopacephalades. That guy. That, hey, that's whatever you do, get. whatever you do, don't go to the trailer down the street and get you a big pot of Sudafed. Okay, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Like I said, I I I still think I've got, I, I'm going to ask uh, Brandon for some hazard pay for this. <laughs> but we are going to go back on the road. We are going to be at TCW on March 11th. I know up here in Lexington, they're having a show on the same day where you're going to get a chance to see Rakishi and Chelsea Green and all those people. But none of that matters because we're going to be well, going to the card right now. What what do we had announced for that card? Hold on. Now you bring that up. You... I sent yeah, you the I'm, thing. I'm pulling that information up right now. We've got uh, that card is going to be huge. That 15th card or the March 11th card. Now, general missions $10. Royal Court is $12. And King's Corner front row is $15. They are going to be doing meet and greets as well. We've got, and this is one probably a lot of people are going to miss on with Greg Valentine. Y'all know who the Boogie Woogie Man is? Well, this is the Boogie Woogie Man's brother. They started out together, big tag team, ran all over the country, were dominating it. Jimmy and him went their ways. Both of them are still going strong. We've got Johnny Swinger. This is former Impact, former ECW. This guy has been literally everywhere. If mm -hmm. you're a major organization, he's been there, and that's why he's in TCW right now. Yeah. We also got um, Myron Reed from MLW. So he was he's a former ML he's a former MLW middleweight champion. Sal Renaro, I can't say that guy's name. Sal uh Sal Renaro from, from NWA. From NWA. And of course, the WWE Hall of Famer. If you don't know him as the Bushwhackers, I'm very guarantee you recognize the sheep herders. Bushwhacker Luke's gonna be there. He's also gonna be doing a meet and greet. You get a signed eight by ten for twenty dollars. Selfie for $15, or you can get the combo for 30 Yep. You know, this is where you need to be. If you're a wrestling fan and in this area, this is where you need to go on March 11th. And also you get a chance to meet myself and Joel and whatever. <laughs> That's right. I will have uh, – I'm going to be talking – I'm going to give Michael Cole a call after we get off here so I can have the booth that he had. You would. To protect from the people of Ferguson. <laughs> I don't think 
<laughs> it would. Uh, but all right. If you're but if you're gonna stick with Roku, the next uh, the next show is. Let's talk sports United Kingdom that will be on right after this. And we will see you this Wednesday at two o'clock. Same two guys time, same two guys channel. Peace.